You work in design and are originally from Venezuela, a place known for its great warmth and passion. And now you've moved up to the chill of Northern Europe, Sweden to be exact. What have you noticed about the difference in social life between these two cultures? And how does a designer choose wall colors? You're going to have to listen to find out. This is one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Home Life for Extraordinary Impact. This is uh, my podcast. My name is Matt Barrios. I am a researcher, writer, husband, and father. And uh, what I do on this show is I explore global perspectives on home. I interview experts and everyday people all around the world to, to kind of synthesize what goes on in people's homes and how do they set it up in order to help their home be a, a place of growth, connection, and set, setting them up to be uh, be able to make their greatest impact in the world. That's what this show is all about. And today I have a very special guest who I'm very excited to talk to. Uh, we met, you know, months and months ago, probably almost a year ago, uh, when I was doing research for another client. And uh, and we just hit it off, and I wanted to stay connected to her and in touch with her and follow her story. Um, and I'm very excited to have Tibisai with us. Tibisai is currently calling from Sweden, but she is not originally from there, and we'll get into that in a moment. So, Tibisai, thank you so much for being part of the show. And one of the first questions I like to ask people when they come on is uh, just, you know, when you are thinking about how you like to set up your home so that you can really be yourself, bring your best to the world, what are the things that come to mind? Oh, Matt, thank you so much for inviting me, by the way. Um, well, I'll answer that question. I think it's necessary to make your home feel like yours um, slowly. And for example, for me, I, we just moved two years ago and we have been slowly progressing mostly on the decoration because I really want to just think about each detail mm. and where is everything that is going to be placed like uh, I, and I am funny because my my husband is saying like oh god when you get this excited is that you're going to change something <laughs> and the house and I was like yes because what I want to do is when I come home I feel like I, I am in my place I am in the place that it doesn't matter what happens outside it doesn't matter what happened in the day you want to be in your home mm -hmm. it's your peaceful place it's yeah. your safe uh, area so yeah. it's almost like okay and i move here and i move there and i was like okay i get this furniture well thank god that actually in sweden they have this um idea of lopis it's almost like everything is uh, so second hand okay. and it's much more cheaper i love the fact that you can actually find more things that are a little bit more special not like just ikea stuff and like the normal uh, modern furniture sure. but of course it's almost like I can get it and then it's like hmm but it doesn't work for that space or me it doesn't work now with that I get and <laughs> I got something else so yeah. it's almost like okay I, I, I change things or maybe just uh, from the place until I feel like yes this is uh, what I want yes, I feel yeah. good in this place and for example we got this nice um, sofa second hand also and it was like quite big but it, it allowed me to have more or less a, f a full openness 
with the space and the living room and also in the area where the, he has the piano and things like that. So that is the kind of thing that you want. It doesn't matter how expensive it is, I believe. Mm. It's almost like if you feel comfortable, it doesn't matter. Mm. That's so interesting. As long as you feel. So I think that that and always having like, well, when you are coming from another country, when you have been living away from so long, I believe that, for example, pictures are so valuable mm -hmm. because you might not um, feel like you are in your home completely or like what we call home normally because we normally, if we go back to what we think it is home, it is almost like, okay, family, where you grow up, all these things. So I feel like I have pictures of my family and his family with my daughter and that is like, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, small details, I believe. I, I love that. I love that attention to detail part of this for you, where while it is about maybe a sort of quality to home that is feeling safe, feeling like you're in your refuge, you're in your place, right? A sense of, uh, this place belongs to me, I belong to it, right? Um, there is also this attention to the fact that it's the little details, the pieces of furniture, mm -hmm. the photos on the wall. Uh, you know, I'm, as I'm talking to you, I get to see this image of this beautiful wallpaper behind you. Oh, that is, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and those kinds of details that add uh, a sense of self-expression uh, that translates to belonging or whatever it might be. Yeah, it is uh, quite interesting also here, for example, in Sweden, that is cultural thing and you have the winter and the winters are so dark that is you do actually get depressed yeah yeah it's so so dark it's so so long that you get depressed so i was like oh my god i cannot have like just when we moved here actually this this wasn't there it was red which is horrible <laughs> <laughs> but many of the things were kind of almost like gray or some colors that are not actually making you feel like a piece. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I want something. I want to bring what I cannot have the whole year inside. Yeah. So I think that is quite important also. What colors do you use? At, at least for me, as a graphic designer, I have noticed that some colors can affect psychologically so bad. Mm -hmm. And um, that is like, for example, yeah, for me, it's almost like, no, I cannot have gray furniture or like decoration cannot be gray yeah because then it's like oh look i am just looking life like gray it's like <laughs> no it's not that what yeah. i want yeah <laughs> so yeah not the right color to express you right and uh especially yeah i, I, I understand other people mm. yeah yeah um so you mentioned that you're a graphic designer and it makes sense now just connecting that dot to your attention to the colors, the patterns, the, uh, the, the furniture design and style, like all of these things, you have a natural, I don't know, you know proclivity for paying attention to um, visual style, it sounds like. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into exploring that a little bit more, but I do want to collect a little bit more background from you because... Um, you know, I, I think you have an interesting story as a person who moved to Sweden. Where are you originally from and what was your home like there? 
I am from Venezuela. I well, when I when I was younger, I think for around the, my first eleven years, I was moving back and forth from two cities. Uh, my mom needed to work in another city, so we were moving one year there with her, and then we're coming back to sleep with, to live with my with my father, even though they were married. Uh, it was just necessary. Yeah. So, I think that affects a little bit. Of course, you are growing up; it's not completely stable. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice. I I, I did like to. When I was living in the city that my father was living, I loved that one. I loved the house. I loved the the area. It was uh, it's called Merida, mm. and um, it's full of nature. Wow! So we were actually living quite high in the well, not so high, but a little bit high in the mountain, like five hundred meters, walking mm. wow. up. Yeah, and. It was really like it was beautiful to be there. I I had beautiful memories in that place. I I could you could actually just see from the from the porch, though the back from the front, you could see almost the whole city. Wow. It's a small city, uh-huh. but it was beautiful. So when it was almost like uh, I I spent the two thousand the New Year uh-huh. for the two thousand, and it was amazing because. That was a big celebration, yeah. and then it was so much like fireworks everywhere. So I could just sit there. Wow. I, I remember that I sat there and was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And uh, but yeah, after that we just moved, and that was a little bit different. Maybe also because, of course, when you are coming, like when you are living with your whole family, you have an- another sensation. But then you move to another place, and maybe. My parents separated, so in that time, and it was a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Wow. What what a picture of um, that space and also the way relationships uh, with your parents, like, and the story with them. I, obviously, it will have an effect on, uh, you know, their kid and everything and yeah. moving from place to place and everything like that. And, um, gosh that view <laughs> and the fireworks I, I could picture it in my mind as you're describing it i love it yeah um and now gosh I, I i'm interested so much in um maybe like the person who immigrates to a different country their experience of home because i think there is an element of home that is kind of cultural right like uh the venezuelan home uh is different from the swedish home uh, I, I would yes. I would guess. You know, is that true in your experience? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, we have... Uh, it's, it's completely different. Uh-huh. That That is actually maybe one of the things that is more shocking when you move to a country that can go so far away is that we have this like, okay, we speak a lot, we are helping so much, we are talking with the neighbors, we are kind of warm inside mm-hmm. there is so some other things that is maybe not as positive because you might believe that as a venezuelan all people will have completely good intentions because how warm they are oh. but that might not be true with everyone unfortunately yeah so in uh, and besides sweden is quite like people are quite individualistic so you don't see much more like I have heard that 
people are living living in the in the apartment in the building apartments and they are they never never talk to the neighbor mm-hmm. living 10 years there they never talk to the neighbor yeah. so that is quite interesting but the, the good thing is the other side of this is that they really want to help uh-huh. so when you know them when you when you really n- get to know people here they are really kind and uh, they want to help if it's necessary and it's almost like a quite it is a honest friendship Interesting. so they are always saying like okay you might actually go to venezuela or some some countries in latin america and you will be easily maybe make a friend but that is the thing it might not be exactly your friend yeah i see or it could be just really nice to talk but they you don't grow a, a relationship somehow. Mm-hmm. Here it takes longer, but it might be a relationship that lasts years. That's so that cool. is the the difference. That is cool. That is interesting, and I think you're what you're calling attention to is how much like home and community and relationships they are just all so interwoven with one another. So yeah. relationships mm-hmm. with neighbors, relationships with uh, people and yeah uh, i wouldn't have known that at all because i think there is this reputation in around latin america around like the warmth of people and the hospitality and uh the the social fabric of uh kind of being connected with one another um and yeah it is actually yeah. uh, mostly well between family yes i i might say that many of the family are unconditional and that is really amazing in, in venezuela and we are meeting almost every week. Um, well, for example, in that time, we were meeting each Sunday. Uh-huh. So that is a really good thing. But, on, but then the other side is, yeah, it's, uh, there is the, like the, oh, yeah, I forgot the word for that. But it's almost like some people might not be completely honest. Mm-hmm. So there is, you might be... Yeah really happy with them when they are in front of you and then you might be speaking badly of that person i see so that is what is maybe not the the ideal mm-hmm. you don't have that in sweden that is uh, what i what i wanted to say is like a little bit different but yeah <laughs> for me it's a little bit strange is that that i'm i might look a little bit like off mm. Because I might a little bit loud sometimes, I might <laughs> laugh a little bit loud. Yeah. And then, of course, and I am a little bit more open to speak about certain things, so that is the shock. Mm. Yes, yes. Interesting. So, yeah, that that is a fascinating thing to navigate new relationship styles, new communication styles, uh, everything. And also, it sounds like when, at least in your experience, when you make a friend they're in Sweden, it's like, okay, this is a real thing because it might have taken a while to get over, uh, you know, an initial, I don't know, barrier of entry, you know, but then it's just like, okay, we're in, we're connected, we're here to help each other, um, yes. all of that. That's so interesting. Uh, I'm curious what um, hospitality looks like in these two environments, like having people over, um, what does that look like in your experience? Mm, 
Well, if you ask me about my family, it's quite, they were always quite open. They will just, whoever came, like, came, it was like, come, and then, like, my, my uncles, like, have a beer, and now it's time to dance, and all these <laughs> things. So it's, it was really, really nice. It's really welcoming. And here, it takes a little bit more. Also, maybe one of the things that I do want to mention is that if you are not speaking the language, that makes everything much more difficult. Mm. Um, I am living in a really small town right now, so um, the majority of the people might understand English, but they feel so maybe nervous mm -hmm. to speak it, so they, they prefer not to. Yeah, that makes sense. But when they are... They can speak English, they are just, yeah, and they ask you and it's welcoming. It's just, yeah, it's just another feeling, maybe mostly also because of, I'm talking more like, okay, it is a party or something. You have the other side, you have salsa music and beer and people speaking and dancing <laughs> and it's quite like a place, the, the fiesta. Yeah, the fiesta, <laughs> yeah. The party. And here is more calm. So in that case, it's a little bit different, but they are still quite kind and yeah. well, welcoming, and so that is good. It is interesting to see that kindness and relationship can take different forms, you know, and mm -hmm. it, one might be far more energetic than the other, but it could still be people who are, um, you know, wanting to be connected, you know, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, teaching me a little bit about, uh, you know, Venezuela culture and <laughs> Swedish culture and your experience too. That, that's so cool. Thanks. Now, um, as a person who is um, invested in design, I wonder if there's, uh, what connections you see between your home and your practice as a designer? Oh, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I In design. Well, yes, maybe I am almost designing everything, at least uh, in my mind, how it will look, how it will... And, <laughs> well, in design, you are... Normally, you are working that way. You are doing something and then you... Oh, no, I don't like it. So you remove it and you, you move it here and you move it there. So it, it might be that the reason why I'm always moving things around. Yeah. And... Um, or maybe never getting completely... Um, satisfied yeah. <laughs> when the design is almost the same thing like as soon as you design it it's after. almost time for a redesign right you know yes <laughs> we gotta update this so, design but yeah I, I think it could be that and the, the colors and shapes I, I believe mostly shapes uh, hmm. um, yeah I think that Colors and shapes is the, the thing that we, I can see more close with, the, with this. Tell me more design. about, you know, colors and shapes in the home. Oh, that is interesting. Um, depending on your personality, of course, you might have some specific things that you might like. But in another, in another way, you have like, for example, I have different areas, like my bedroom is a little bit more calm. I want to have like a more, a much more calm area because I want to go to sleep. So I cannot have colors that might be, um, how, how do you call that, like 
in stimulating my brain. Yes. So you you might decide to do that to this to go to more calming colors, and then you have like okay, the living room. I love to be close to nature. I love nature like more like a mm -hmm. earth and greens and yellow. So I have that in the in the living room. But then depending on what is happening, depending on, on what is the light coming, you might decide what kind of furniture also you are buying. So mm. uh, if you have maybe a living room that is maybe too too dark, I will advise you not to choose furniture that can be too dark because that will make the room feel smaller. Also that, that, that plays a, like a big thing in decoration. Darkness makes things heavier. So if you have a small room and you use dark colors, you will see that it gets darker mm. and smaller. Mm. So and so that is what I what I try to do and like so depending on what I want, there is some people that like the like really heavy wallpaper. Um, but then for me, it's almost like you cannot, if you have too much of patterns, it, it also affect, affects the brain because mm. it is too much to, to handle. Mm. Uh, you get, you can get actually overwhelmed after yes. some point. And then if you want to hand something and then you want to put more decoration, that is too much, at least for my, for my taste. Yeah. So. In that area, I want to just have more like paintings, art, sculptures. So in, in the living room, I have like, I just decided to have a white uh, wallpaper. Uh -huh. and this is my daughter's room. I wanted to have something that it could be a little bit more fun. She's just three years old. Yeah. So and, and it was really nice. I think I put it and she was like, oh, I did that. Oh, pardon. Sorry, I'm speaking Swedish. Also. <laughs> <I love laughs> Sorry. It. She was like, look. Look, uh, a little bird, and did that. Uh, sorry, again. And look, the flowers and things like that. Uh -huh. So of course, it, it, it depends on taste, and it depends on who are you for who are you decorating. Yes. And uh, so yeah, I think uh, colors, shapes, patterns have a big, big uh, weight and decoration. Yeah. Um, patterns mostly, I believe. I think that's, I, I love that you're able to kind of like um, name that stuff because I think there's probably a number of us who maybe kind of get that sense like after the fact, but the fact that you already know, oh, dark things in a small environment are going to make the environment feel smaller. Like that's actually like very uh, well-tuned knowledge that you possess as a graphic designer probably. And mm. Um, that you now can apply to designing the interior of your home and all of that. Uh, and I, I just think like th that isn't common knowledge. I wouldn't say it's, I, I had no clue about <laughs> something like that. Right. So it, it, maybe, maybe people don't know exactly how, how it works, but they might feel it anyway. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost like a, you, you feel it when, when it's happening versus, uh, you know, kind of having the principles internalized already like how you do so that your decisions are grounded in okay here's some design principles i follow 
or how I set up my space and mm-hmm. set up uh, a, a three-year-old's room versus my own bedroom and all of that. And all yeah. to mm-hmm. kind of evoke a certain feel or function, it sounds like, for these different environments. Um, yeah. yeah. So when, um, when your home is like going really, really well, you know, it seems like things are going awesome and all of that. What does that look like or feel like for you when home is going really, really well? Oh, it's, um, it's almost like a party. I think <laughs> that when everything is so well and um, like we are healthy because, of course, uh, having a kid is you get sick quite <laughs> yeah. often or they get sick quite often. And, but then everything is calm. It is almost like a party. You can see that we are dancing with her. We are just enjoying life. I maybe that is one of the things that I I want the most, at least for her, mm. is that she knows that as a like she can grow and have these memories that are just like unique for her. Like, oh, it, it is funny because when I go back to my my own. Uh, childhood I have a couple of things that it's almost like I just want to cry because yeah. they were so valuable I remember that my there was one day that I that I was sleeping and then my, I just hear loud music and I see my father we were having like the, the bedroom door was it was a hole to see to the living room to the living yes living room and he just turned on the music and you could just see him coming dancing to wake up to wake up uh. wait wakes up uh. oh sorry i'm nervous and tired <laughs> so my <laughs> yeah. english is getting worse this is like and not uh, your so, thinking but, but language yeah. that you're speaking in, yeah so no I it's a little a bit huge complicated, amount of sometimes. respect you doing this interview in english um, but but yeah, so uh, you know these kind of things, and then it's like okay, you can give to a kid many toys, many things, but in the end of the day, or in in, in their life, they will just think, what is my what did what I do with my parents? And for her, I want that. Like I I don't want her to just be alone playing. So I just I am playing with her. We are dancing, and. Okay, she's painting and then she makes a mess. Okay, it doesn't matter. We just clean it. Yeah. This is also that is about psychology and how development is almost like you are just three years old. You will be following rules in the future. You will have to live based on the standards of the society. So in this area and this house you are free that is what i want to of course she has limitations but in that case okay she's painting and that is actually quite difficult for me because i know i i I love to paint and i am kind of almost like professionist and meticulous like i i I want to do everything in the place and then she's like the hand and things like that and i was like okay just calm down But yeah, I think you can you can see it and you can come inside or maybe you can maybe see us in, in the window and we are dancing and we are just playing around. That is when the house feels good. That is great. And it has, uh, I love just the, the interaction between like your home, enjoyment and life and liveliness in the home. And also this uh, 
the mindset of a parent, which is what is the imprint I'm putting on my kid, the memories I'm providing for them, um, that is going to develop them into who they are. Uh, and I think you're so right that every person really grows, grows out of the soil of their own home, right? Where, where they were from. So, um, yeah, that's like a, a really, uh, you know, intentional picture of that. Uh, even yeah. the decision, like you are free in this space and you'll have rules outside of the house and you have a few rules inside of the house, but you're free here. I love it. Um, yeah. No, maybe from the other side of things, because I know home's not always going so perfect or anything and it's it's not always enjoyable and all of that. When it seems like home's going sideways, what are the things that make it go sideways for you? Oh, I think it comes in different sides, like in, from different areas. I, I might say that depending, unfortunately, since I am coming from Venezuela, the things in Venezuela are not doing extremely good. Yeah. So that, of course, that will affect me first. And you can maybe notice that I get a little bit like more overwhelmed easily. And then it's like, okay, when I don't have control, then I want to control the house. Yeah. And then you can notice that the, the difference, like I'm start to clean or I get like, oh, the mess and everything. But that is, it shouldn't be that way hmm. so much. Well, actually, I should not use the word should. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, um, but it, it, it affects in different areas. I think that mm-hmm. not, we cannot expect life to be completely perfect. It's not going to be good all the time. Um, storms are coming always. And uh, and it is okay. It is okay if you feel overwhelmed. It is, it is okay if you feel some kind of anger when this happens. Um, we cannot go either to the complete positivism of life that is not real. Mm-hmm. Um, you, in those moments you need to do something that makes you feel at least a little bit more at, like, at peace mm-hmm. or almost like ground, grounding you again yeah. if it takes too long because unfortunately of course there are some things that can go fast and there are some things that can long mm-hmm. long like last a long time so but yeah, I think that you can see that if things are not doing so well, are not going so well here, it will be more silent. It will be less less movement. Uh, more like okay, we just maybe look like look a, or watch a little bit of TV, or yeah, it, 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 I think for us it's a quite different thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think quite energized and then quite like oh right right low energy and yeah if before general. when you're describing when things are going well there's so much energy there's freedom there's dancing um all of that and when it's not it sounds like there's a restriction i need to control this i need to um mm-hmm. something like that i need to i don't know uh drain the energy uh perhaps from it or the energy is drained through the mood, through what's going on back in Venezuela or whatever it may be. Um, that makes sense. What do you think helps you, um, you know, transform those moments uh, or kind of 
get back to center or however you might think of it. But when it, when it isn't going well, what helps you move through that? Um, I think one of the, the, the things that at least I do is that I am coming from this um, indigenous uh, background from Venezuela. Uh, and I was quite interested in that. So when that when it is like a mess, and I, for example, I still need to work, and then I sit and I and I need to design, and maybe I don't feel so inspired, or I feel this tension in my body. I will just play that music. It's, it's strange to explain, but it brings so much peace to me. That is like, okay, everything is. It will be good again because it is true. Hmm. It will be good again. Uh, this is just like a, a rainy rainy day, <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. and um, so that is what I do. Yeah. I also what I can do sometimes is like okay, I don't have the energy to design more much like too much because I'm feeling quite low. I just go out and maybe I just do something with the garden. I cut the grass, or I try to just separate a little bit. That is, I think that is actually one of the best things about working at home. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't believe that we are all able to just go through the eight hours <laughs> sure. every single day. Yeah, You might one day, two days, but then there is a day that you almost like okay those two days you were quite inspired you worked you you did amazing but that energy is low now so you need to recover a little bit but disconnect and it doesn't have to be, be you don't have to maybe like have extremely high expectations to do that but just disconnect to do something that is maybe mind, mild mindfulness hmm. So for me, it's that like, okay, music and uh, gardening or doing something different. Mm -hmm. I think that helped me. That's great. It doesn't make perfect. It, does, it doesn't mean that I will not feel maybe still a little bit low, but it in, improves my, yeah. my energy a little bit. That is. That makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sounds like between the music or the gardening and going outside, it's... Um, it has a way of perhaps uh, maybe resettling you. And um, mm -hmm. I, I could see, especially how like your connection to that, like very indigenous music, it also could perhaps like remind you who you are uh, on some level, remind you where you came from and a long history there. And, you know, times keep changing and um, yes. yeah, it, it might put you into a larger story perhaps um, does that <laughs> does that ring true to you or what do you think yeah i think so yeah i i i do and and if people actually hear that music it's beautiful mm. it's almost oh well it is almost like a mantra anyway so it, it works in that way mm. and but yeah very meditative it sounds like yes and i think so 
And yeah, you are completely right. The, the fact that I know that I'm coming from that, I, I was completely interesting. I, I've been interested in that, in those things, in that music, almost all my life. So I, I believe that is almost like yes, this is where I belong. Mm. Like this is part of me. It's not that I'm just liking something that is, um, how do you say, like. Oh yeah, I forgot the word again. But anyway, it's almost like I'm not just getting borrowing something. Hmm. It's, it was actually from our family also. So yeah. it reminds me home. It reminds me where I want to be. It reminds me, well, not exactly where I want to be. I don't want to be in Amazonas, but <laughs> connected to. Yes. To not deny where I'm coming from also. Hmm. And uh, to my to my father because that was the family that it was the the closest to that side. So it is, it is I think, yeah. Yeah. It's like making me come back to myself. That's great. Yeah, anchoring. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Well, uh, TB side, this has been a really lovely interview, and we, it's about <laughs> Sorry, time to wrap I it speak up. A yeah, um, uh, you know, just. Having had this conversation and also reflecting uh, on the questions ahead of time, like what would be your you know, final words of encouragement, recommendation, suggestions for people listening to help them uh, you know, in improve the quality of their homes? Yeah, well, I have like different things. If you are working at home, it's extremely necessary that you know when you are stopped working. It's so easily to just get lost and then you are working here and you are working there and then you are like you don't have a time to just enjoy. That is one thing. Um, if you are if you are a parent, really, it's, uh, we need to relax a little bit more and understand that the house may be not might not be completely organized all the time and that is okay mm -hmm. and um, you can do it tomorrow if you don't have the energy you can just do it tomorrow <laughs> you can do it maybe the next day and that is okay is it like you have your kids and they are for example they are in the need of uh, attention in the moment so those those other things it's almost like if you ask maybe your parents or my parents and they will say, oh, I, I feel, I regret so much that I couldn't, that I didn't, that I didn't do that to, with you. And I was so focused on other things because, of course, life is like a mess, yes. like run, running. So it will happen. Hmm. It will happen to you if you just focus on that. So I think that is important. And one of the things that I would do recommend a lot that I'm trying to do more now is like, even if the day was a messy, like it was a mess day, it was heavy and it was horrible and maybe I felt sad and everything, I just go to bed and I try to just, I close my eyes and um, I try to remember even the smallest things that were good mm -hmm. during the day. But it's almost like reliving it. Yeah, and and I must say that it was like, oh my god, I felt so much better after doing that. Mm. And the days that I don't do that, I go almost like with the like I cannot breathe so well. Yeah, but when I do it, it's almost like, oh my god, it's <laughs> you need it. So you need that it. would be maybe one of my biggest <laughs> advice. 
That's good. Well, thank you, TBCI. And oh gosh, I, I know the encouragement to just just not push too hard, let the house be how it is, especially with young kids. That speaks to me with uh, our one and a half year old. So yeah, thank you for that. And I hope that it connected with other people as well. <laughs> um, so as we're wrapping up, uh, one final question for you. Um, what kinds of things are you working on these days? And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? All right, right now I'm working as a UX designer and uh, but I can work as a graphic designer also. I've been working with the branding, whatever you need, if you need a website, if you are working with some apps or if you want to develop some app, I can just help you with that. I can do some research also. Um, they can connect maybe it's a little bit complicated because of my name. Uh, maybe you can put it in maybe in, yeah. in your website, mm -hmm. um, my website, so they can contact me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, everything that is maybe about applications. I'm, I'm not a developer, but I can design it and do some research and graphic design. Mm, great, great. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if people are interested in getting connected with TBSI, um, you can take a look at uh, a link in the show notes, which will uh, direct you to the accompanying blog for this episode. I'll make sure to put you know links to um, her website and so on on there. And um, that will be a place where you can easily, easily find that, plus some more of her written responses to some of the questions that we maybe didn't even get to. So it's totally worth checking out. <laughs> Um, also, uh, yeah, as in final kind of closing <laughs> movements here of this episode, uh, this has been Home Life for Extraordinary Impact, which is a project coming out of Home Life Design Lab, my company invested in, uh, you know, helping 100 million people transform their quality of life at home, helping their homes be places of uh, regular, consistent personal growth, meaningful connection with people, and really setting them up to make the greatest impact in the world. If that's the kind of thing that floats your boat and you'd be excited to follow along for it, please go to homelifedesignlab.com, home a link in the show notes also for that, where you can sign up for the newsletter and follow along with workshops and uh, so on that I'm offering. So please take a look at that. And lastly, if you've been listening to this podcast or following along with the newsletter for a while, I urge you to consider be, becoming a premium subscriber, which will unlock some extra perks for you. It will also help fund the ongoing research of this project. Uh, if you find value in it, I'd love for you to uh, contribute to it. So thank you very much, everybody, for uh, listening. I hope it has served you well. And thank you, uh, lastly, to you, TBSI, one last time. Thank, thank you, you so much, Matt. All right. <laughs> it was so nice to talk to you again. <laughs> oh, it was so great to talk with you again, too. Yeah. All right. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Home Life for Extraordinary Impact. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you. Please take a moment to rate it, like it, and subscribe wherever you have listened or watched. If you really loved it, check the link in the show notes to become a premium subscriber to support the ongoing work of this project and to unlock some exclusive premium episodes. Home Life for Extraordinary Impact is a project of Home Life Design Lab. Find out more at homelifedesignlab.com where you can sign up for the newsletter and follow along on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks.